The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right. Welcome you to another Untapped in Vinyl. We've got Monk here with me as always. Uh, been a while since we've had Jamie Nettles. She decided to join us today. Thank you, thank you. And we are, uh, we're going to talk music. Uh, we got some art, we got some books, and we're just going to do a catch up of uh, what's going on around Columbus right we're now. We're going to do a show and tell today. We've never done a show and tell. There you go. Even when we were live at Munson Brothers. Well, we did, we did have a few records. Well, there. I guess we did have a show and tell, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this beer. What do you think? I'm a... I haven't even taken a sip. Give me the bottle there. So the beer that that Al and I are drinking is by Abita. It's a limited series PB and Jams. Um, and it legit tastes like a jam sandwich. I don't really get the, the peanut butter as much. You, you could even taste the bread in that, can't you, dude? That's all I taste. Seriously, wow. that's all you just, taste just, is the just, bread. Just the bread. You don't taste the strawberry jam. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so no, good. I, I got it all, man. I taste the strawberry and the peanut butter. You taste the but peanut butter. I don't get the peanut butter. Mostly bread. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie, you're drinking the mint chocolate. Yes, the uh, Concord or Crosstown grab, Brewing Company from out of uh, Memphis. They've got a new. Was it Solstice Stout? Yeah, I'm uh, gonna try, but I, a I mint chocolate you that I'm not gonna like it. Stout. It's good. It's like a stout, but it just has a little bit of a bite. The mint gives it a peppery taste. Seven percent alcohol. Gotta watch yourself. I gotta watch what myself. What is uh, PB and Jam like? PB and Jam. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't have my glasses on. Let's see it. Five. Oh, eight. Good lord. Eight percent. Put that down for a while. Good lord. <clears throat> okay. Jeez. Well, this is almost like Girl Scout cookies. With you got your thin mints and your peanut butter. Yeah. Don't tell me you're gonna hate on thin mints. I don't. I don't have anything bad to say. Okay. Well, I thought mints. I thought you weren't gonna like the beer because you didn't like mint chocolate chip. I, yeah, I don't like I don't like that ice cream, but uh, I'll eat a thin mint. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Think of it more as a thin mint and less as mint chocolate yeah, chip ice cream. You might cream. have to split that beer with me though. I'm, I don't think I could do a whole twelve. Yeah. Okay. We got it. We got you, man. I got you. This is no beer be, left behind. This you is going to be tough, too. You think so? All right. What is it? The scale goes to five. Yeah. Two. I'm going to tell you this. The second and third glasses are not going to taste like this. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a wonder. It's a anomaly that it's not going to taste like that. I know why. Why? It's all you had. You get a little drunker, everything gets tasting better. <laughs> it it's tasting worse. It's supposed to start tasting better. Yeah. That's how people become liquor fanatics and those no, bourbon that's people. that's how alcoholics drink. That's that's yeah, I was trying around. to avoid it's saying that. It's not how drinking people become alcoholics. That's yeah. how al- alcoholic drinks. So. <laughs> we're, trying, we're, we're not trying to do that here. This is, no. was it, it's socially. 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 
town real quick. So, uh, just with Columbus Arts Council, there's some shows coming up. We got uh, Peyton Trim. Peyton Trim, his uh, he's an amazing artist that uh, lives in Columbus, and he is uh, just a mainly watercolor, but a lot of acrylic. Um, he's got a show going up on Thursday night. Um, we're actually installing the show right now, and then Friday night, my uh, my sister from another Mister Victoria and uh, her friend Victoria, I'm sorry, Kate, are going to be at the Columbus Arts Council Sweet Tea Trio. That's Friday night. Yeah, so they're managed by none other than Kid Rock, right? Yes, Bob, they call him. Why is that? Well, that's his real name. That's really? Right, really? Yes. Yeah, his real name is like Robert, but he goes by Bob. Fair enough. <laughs> so are they permanently a duo, or is it just for economics no. and traveling? Um, well, right now, they, they lost their second, because they had Savannah originally, then they had Kaylee, and Kaylee left the band, and they've been auditioning new uh, females, and they've got one now, but okay. she's just not going to be available when they play the Columbus Arts Council. But the show is going to be equally phenomenal, because I've seen oh, sure. Kate and Victoria I've many got, times. I've got to get the, uh, the full list from Munson, but... Munson and Brothers is booked up for the rest of summer. Oh, really? Awesome. All the way to summer. And also, I don't know if it's too early to start talking about it, but you know how start with the Sunday fun days? Mm-hmm. We're going to do Saturdays here. It's going to be at the uh, the former market out there in the open. So we're, we're going to, yes. It's crowd with, people. It is together. with the Columbus Arts Council. Yeah. So we're going to have uh, art and music and beer. It's going to be a, a freaking third, the third, what was it we called it? Third Saturday Art and Music Fair what it's going to be called yeah I've already asked a couple of folks from Birmingham if they would come over and they've all agreed so I mean as soon as we awesome. get the ball rolling we'll have some great talent coming in and the, things like that seem to do so well the Saturday weekend events downtown I think there are people who want to come downtown but you know you've got to get that critical mass get stores to open and it's, I hope that will be really successful and just to remind, remind everybody, you know, that that's how you get better and better things is coming down and, and supporting, supporting it and yeah. supporting it. And you may say, well, that's not my type of music or that's not, you know, my favorite artist is going not there. But you're not going to get to that until you show up and you participate. You show up because everybody, every time, every person that shows up is a number of people that were there. And everything, it, how many times have you gone to something? I mean, hearing early, at James at the Arts Council was like, so good and just being so surprised at the quality of music you get here um, when uh, when people show up. It was Chris Jenkins. He made a post, uh, I think it was yesterday, and it was just kind of talking about some of this, uh, the great talent that has come through Columbus, and you had like names that. I didn't even know. It was like John Prine has been here. See, I don't know. He said later on, though, he wasn't sure if all those really did. Okay. I don't well, know. But like... I mean, just with what I know, just with this brief stint, I mean, Sunstroke House is a big part of that. It's like, if you want to talk about talent, then you went a little further to say it doesn't happen anymore. That's not true. It's not true. Uh, It's it's right underneath your nose. Absolutely. Like that early James show, I mean, that was was a pretty good, that was a pretty good, uh, like, attendance. Yeah, yeah. For us to be socially distanced and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been some, I mean, I remember, I've seen Blind Melon here. Twice, of course, that I was saw back. Saw drive-by in... truckers here. Did you then? On the W campus, they had nobody really? else remembers <laughs> this. They had a great, like, an afternoon show where they had uh, the um, at the time there was a guy named Iman who had some song out that was popular, and people were watching him and said, "There, Galactic was there." 
the wow. people that sang, you know the song Wake Me Up Inside? Mm-hmm. The people who did the like 40 something stones, they did, they sampled them in that. They were there, they were popular at the time. It was a great show, and there were maybe a hundred people there. Widespread Panic played the W years really? ago. Yes. Wow. Um, and I know, this is a cool story, going back into the 70s. I'm not sure exactly what year Jim Croce died, but Jim Croce played at the W. Really? <clears throat> and then he flew the next night to, like, Mobile mm-hmm. and played a show, and then he, his plane crashed on the way to New Orleans <gasps> really? the next night. My mother was at the show at the W. Wow. Yeah. And I, the growing up a punk rock fan in Columbus, Mississippi, I mean, there was really no avenue, no outlet except for us skateboarding and, you know, getting around people, a few like-minded people who listen to punk rock. But I was really surprised uh, one day when I first moved to Tuscaloosa um, and had gotten married. My wife and I came back to see the Misfits at the Princess Theater. Mm. Yeah, the princess. That's amazing. The princess has pulled off some cool shows. Yeah, they have. Uh, I've always been obsessed with Memphis. And, uh, I mean, Star and Mossy came and played at the princess. uh, a few yeah, members have come back. Uh, the Munson brothers, like Jeremy Stanfall and uh, Joshua yeah, for their opening night. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. They came and played. And, uh, I mean, well, I could talk about Memphis for an hour and a half. It's just all the talent that's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wealthy West. Uh, everyone that was a part of Star and Mossy now has their own solo project. Oh, really? it's, it's great. But see, I don't know many Memphis musicians other than Liz Brazier. I've seen a lot of shows in Memphis, but I've gone to other people. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Except I always get confused where they are. I did the wrong uh, Oh, the star. The yes. Star. Oh. But, but the... Um, but I, it's such a convenient place to go and hear people. But that was one of the places I go to the high tone and hear somebody great, and there would be 40 Have people Have you been to the new high tone? Yes, and I've been to the intermediate high tone. Now that's, that's there was the an intermediate. Me. There was an intermediate. It wasn't open yet. I heard Titus Andronicus in So So Glows, I believe. That's where I heard them there, which was pretty amazing. And I think that was the time, because I've heard Titus three times in Memphis, and now I can't remember. But I think that's who was there with them. And uh, Is that the closest big city they'll come to when they come to America? I don't know. The... So so glows are from Brooklyn, right? Aren't they and from Brooklyn? Titus is from. from Titus is from. Yeah, they're from New York. No, he's yeah, not yeah, from, no, they're from. No, New he's, from yeah. he's from. Oh, the it's US. Augie Morris. It's Australia. Yes. No, they. But she has been to Australia to see <laughs> Titus Andronicus. No, Augie no? Morris. Oh, just Augie Morris. I've only okay. seen Titus in the U.S. <laughs> okay, okay. But, I was confused uh, there. No, no, but I found out that um, Dan Beckner from Handsome Furs and Wolf Parade, he did a podcast and. Patrick Stickles from Titus Andronicus was on it. Oh, wow. And they talked about doing a, this was just like a month ago, and they talked about doing some charitable thing in New York. Dan's Canadian, and they said they're going to do it again. I'm like, if they're in Canada, I will go here for Patrick in Canada. Like, like if a, you know Stickles, literally reach out because she wants him to come yeah. play acoustic at her place. Yeah, for sure. That's my dream. <laughs> and Ben from Lucero, if you have that connection. That's my dream. <laughs> Sunstroke House. Oh, I almost said Corey, Brandon, who's Lucero adjacent. Yes, I'm going, I actually bought tickets, a friend and I did, to go see um, Lucero with American Aquarium and Corey Brandon at the Malco Drive-In in Memphis at the end of March. Oh, cool. That's going to yeah. be a cool show. Yep. I know uh, James and uh, Marcus King, they've done, uh, I think they put like a short little tour, I think it was three stops of the, doing those type shows. 
like at the drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I cool. bet it's cool. Yeah. Oh, I bet Man, if you ever get the chance to see Marcus King Band live, mm-hmm. I like them better live than I do on record. But they're so amazing that's live. Yeah, that is uh, like when I listen to Marcus King, I like going to his YouTube page and like looking at live videos rather than I, I like the albums too. Yeah, it yeah. is. I think the the live quality is a lot. It's a different experience altogether. And, and I think too, me being a huge Lucero fan, don't listen to their records. Go see them live. That's yeah, the that's best way. And Jamie has the coolest story ever because she went to see Titus um, open up for Lucero at terminal west in atlanta on one of the three days that lucero recorded their live from atlanta record nice but i was up front because of course i was there to see titus and then when everybody else was there i hung out at the, close to the front and then i was like yeah but i took my sons with me and it was a we had a lot of fun wow that was ah, good it's like my favorite live record ever that's, that and that's nirvana's wild. mtv unplugged like the two best live records ever yeah Oh my gosh! Yeah, I would love to When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I didn't ever really do music with my mother. Uh, my mom and dad were both big music fans, but I went and saw Alabama. Uh, we we all liked Alabama pretty good, and uh, it's like a couple of southern rock groups. But I like as was that when they used to do the thing up in Fort Payne? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. What was that? Yeah. What? What was that? What I remember? Yes, yes. they used to do that. It used to be a yearly concert that they do up there. Yeah, Uh yeah. You probably saw Molly Hatchet or somebody, Mountain or something like that, man. Because I, it was like it was, it was just too early for me. I, I had no idea. Yeah, the Jubilee Jam is what that used to be called. No idea what I was doing. (laughs) Yeah, the only time I've ever been to a concert with my mom (laughs) was later on. I mean, shit, this is probably ten years ago now. But um, I took my mom to go see. Jillian Welch oh, and Dave Rawlings at Workplay. Oh, yeah. oh, one of the best amazing. acoustic live venues in the world. Yeah, I mean, one of the best, the best I've ever been to, yeah. I guess. But oh man, it was a great concert. So you've got the Lucero Drive-In coming up. Um, Band the Horses, uh, they're playing in their home state, South Carolina, later this month. It's in like three weeks. I think I'm gonna go. Oh really? Go. Yeah. Where's is it outdoors? It's I outdoors. Guess? Yeah. Yeah. It's also going to be live streamed, but I was, I've got friends close to that area, and I was like, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, I'm going to try to make that happen. Go up there and see it. All of a sudden, it does feel like just there are possibilities of things now that, yeah. you, you know, at least some people aren't contagious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you have a lot of states trying to open up. I know the governor of Mississippi today released the... Texas did, too. Oh, did they? And yeah. Did, what did, Miss, did Mississippi release? They released the, the mask man, the mask mandate. But like I, I know in Startville, the mandate's still like it's still you know yeah. municipalities. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. yeah. Just because the governor you know, West said Point we don't have to just wear them. lifted their curfew today. Really? They you know when we had the ten o'clock curfew, yeah. West Point never lit up. It really? just lifted like last night or today. Wow. And I'm guessing it was today because that's when uh, yeah, the third was Reeves uh, yeah. picked up the mandate. So. I mean, yeah, it is exciting. Just to talk about, like, I'm excited about Sweet Tea Trio, Peyton Trim, the Arts Council, what they have going on. Munson and Brothers has got a lot of Who's great coming things. To, who are you most excited about at Munson? Oh, most excited about coming to Munson's. That would be... Uh, uh, Don't say Taylor Hollingsworth. No. Okay. No, I <laughs> oh, put me right on. I can. It's Philip Sable, Groove Johnson, Matt Mason. It's a two-piece band. Uh, they do Bentonian style blues, but mm-hmm. it's drums and electric guitar, and it's oh, Black Keys, mm-hmm. and it's it's 
fuzzy and it's nasty. Like Cedric and RL used to do. Yeah. yeah and so the, were the, these going to be like Saturday night shows or is it mixed in during the week? Or it'll, be, it'll be a Friday or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. But Groove Johnson, I'm a huge fan of them. They've got a couple of tracks on uh, Spotify. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. Like Jimmy Duck Holmes, uh, I've got that right here for the show and tell, but uh, he's really uh, mentored Philip in uh, Bentonia style and uh, Phillips a jam up guitars. I'd, I'd put them up against anybody. Really? Mm-hmm. So I, okay, I need to get that on my calendar. So can I go to his Facebook page and are people being announced, or is he just doing it one per, you know, per? Yeah, because I've not seen anything I yet. I, nothing has been announced officially. Of let me look, because Philip he wrote me. Let's see, I, I've got the date. I am having a hard time over here. <laughs> here we are. They'll be here on April 16th. Oh, well. That's a Monday. No, no, that's not. That's a, oh, that's a, that Fri- that's a Friday, Friday night because that was supposed to be that the date. That is a Friday night. That was supposed to be the date that Jimbo Mathis was playing Columbus Arts Council, but he today rescheduled. What? Yes. To when? Uh, to April 3rd. So we're going to have. He moved it up. Yes, we're going to have Super Chicken playing Sharon McConnell Dickerson's um, now, opening wait. night on Thursday night. Man, Free heard... show from Super Chicken. One of the he's an amazing. Oh, I've heard it. Before. Yeah, guitar yeah. player. Yeah, he's played the Columbus Arts Council before, and then that Saturday night we're going to have Jimbo Mathis. Wow! With so moved up. now Jimbo Mathis will bring with him the ever smiling, wonderful to watch <laughs> Matt Patton. From the drive-by oh, truckers, cool. we'll be playing bass guitar with oh, him good. Okay. that night. April 3rd. <coughs> so it's going to be Jimbo I mean, and a bass? Uh, yeah, and guitar and drums, yeah. Okay, it's going to have a four-piece band. Okay, okay. Um, but Matt Patton, if you've never... I've known Matt for a good... Or I met Matt a while back um, when he was still kind of with the Dexatines and playing with his own band, Model Citizen. They played on... As a matter of fact, if you go to my Instagram feed, at Monk on the Radio, you can see a picture of Matt Patton singing and me screaming with my arm I saw that. I <laughs> you saw know, that. On, on the Bama Bell in Tuscaloosa. It was an amazing show. Um, but yeah, he's now with the Drive-By Truckers and just... He's fun to watch because he just smiles the whole time. Like the most <laughs> joyous smile the biggest set of teeth just like he's loving it the whole time he's playing it's just amazing to watch him so looking forward to seeing him at the Columbus Arts Council I mean we've talked locally a bit I mean there's a lot to be excited about that but just far as this year uh, maybe it's a record that's already come out or a record soon to come out is there anything that you're just really excited about that's coming out this year because it seems like uh, and we'll get to it. Cornelius Chapel is just oh man, they're hanging lo- out that, with that new Blitz record, which comes out what in April? That's right. They're a loaded gun right now. They've got so that's much a great out. song you played. I've ordered the record, but I haven't gotten it. I'm not special, like, <laughs> like Shane. I have to wait for it. Oh, so, Al got it too. He got the he got you the did mailing too. Well, too. I'm not special. I you have to get in. It. You have to get in over there with uh, with uh, Les Newbie and with Wes McDonald and. And once they once they know you, they'll take care of you. I guess I just the first package I got, and man, I was super stoked when I got it.
was a really good. I really like that. I'm looking forward to that. So that'll be good. I can't stop. I've, I have a resolution to quit buying t-shirt band t-shirts, but I like their new t-shirts too. They have a pretty green one, and I like the record. And so it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think I, I've like, got one of the. I've got the green one. Mona wearing the Lucero shirt that didn't fit me when I bought it. That's why I have, like said I'm not going to buy any more band t-shirts because I bought that one when I was down in Jackson and it fits like crap. Well, but you've got a cute hat to set it off. So there you go. Cute little hat that Jamie Nettles made for me. It's the warmest damn hat. I don't know what you put in it, wool or something. Just two layers of good yarn. Good lord. So. Man, What's that? The goose feathers. Hat. Goose feathers, yeah. Woo. I had a, I don't know if you had time, but I, I dropped the episode with Ian today, and he's got a, he's got these pet geese, and uh, they hate shoestrings and strangers. And so, like, <laughs> when I was leaving, the first time I, I had went to his house, I stepped off the porch and they were between me and the truck. And so um, they started coming at me, so I stepped back on the porch and I was like, Jack, you might want to go get in. Mm -hmm. And he goes back inside and I step off the porch. And so two of them, you know, come and flog and I step back up on the porch and I was like, Ian, I don't know what to do. I don't want to kick another man's goose, but you know, I, 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 am, I am bigger than them. Yeah. I could handle them, but I'm like, you know, they saw my shoestrings, and they don't know me. And That's interesting. Well, at least you have experience in dealing with wild animals who both love you so much and don't want you to get close. Like yeah, that. I'm telling you, it's like uh, with, golly, your your uh, your blue healer is when I when I walked yeah. her, I'm I'm tripping on the name right now, but Karen. Karen. How can you forget? Karen? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! How can you forget my girlfriend? Oh, she's a mess. I love that dog, but man, she's territorial. I walked by Monson's. And he comes out to greet me, and just Karen ain't having any of him. No, uh, uh no. Not, not, not even, not even territorial. She just wants that attention. Well, and two, if you're her person, she's going to guard you with everything mm -hmm. she has in her heart. But it was like immediate with me and her, though. It's like yeah. I never had a problem with her. No, because she loved you too. She loved Shane too. Just from the minute she saw you, she's like, "That's my, that's my friend too." And now, yeah, she'll guard you to death, to her death, but. She's a mess. Yep. It's time. Yeah, the, uh, I had to go over to... This is a five, by the way. Yes, this is a definite five. This is one of the first beers we had. I think it was the first. That was back when Megan was working with Better Brands. R.I.P. Better Brands. Mm, I ran across a bracelet uh, in my drawer the other day. And it still worked to light up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bracelet. The... That was a cool little promo. The Miller Light was. Wasn't it? I know. I, I just. What show it. was that? That was like. Uh, I can't even. I remember because everybody had them on. I do. Yeah. Is it a, another pony show? It may have been. I thought it may be. I, I thought show. it was the pony show. That's but not but the second one, I think. His second show. But yeah, boy, I miss them. They were so good to us, too. That was just so cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, that is a fantastic. While we're on the Sunstroke House, is there. What are you thinking? You know, I've just, so far, the people that I can't, that had to cancel, I really want to give them a chance to read book first. And so I've started to get a good many inquiries, but um, I just don't know what it's going to be or how many, because as other people start to book and rebook, it may just be super crowded. But uh, there are some undertow shows that have been promised that when people get back going, I I don't know if this will happen, 
but I've been promised a David Bazan show, Ooh. so wouldn't that be good? I know. And I'd love another Clap Your Hands show. And Daniel Danielle Durack, I don't know how you say her name, she has been touring with Undertow. She sings, sings on that Sydney Sprague record that I like oh. so much. And so if she can come. But there are just a lot of really good... There have just been a lot of really good things out this last year, and for people who have put albums out and not really had a chance to. Mm-hmm. So, Monk's played a bunch of good women musicians over the last couple of months. I remember the all-women uh, show he did around Christmas. Yeah, I, well, this year I was unable to do it because we got back into, because what happens in radio is that the record company shut down for three weeks, I thought it was four weeks, so I thought I had that fourth week to make it up because mm-hmm. for two weeks I'd do a best of and repeat the next second week. Mm-hmm. And it caught me off guard, so I was unable to do the female show this year. Well, I, if I get Melanie Federer or uh, Yes, City shout Sprague out to my buddy Melody Federer. I love her, love her new song, although I go to Seattle a lot for work. I'm going to see her in Seattle if, I don't, if, if she doesn't hit the sound. I'm glad you guys. Is that where she's based out of? Yep. I'm glad you guys connected. I really like that song. But there are just so many people who haven't had much of a chance this year. And it may mean that they don't have a chance. If they put an album out, they haven't had a chance to tour just financially, they may have missed their window. But I'm hoping that there will just be so many great musicians. But I was the other day I was um, saw that, do you know Harmar Superstar? It's easy to make oh fun of him. But I heard him open, I think, for um, Greg Dooley from Afghanistan. Yeah, I cannot remember. I love Greg Dooley. I do too, but Hardmore Superstar was superb. I couldn't believe it. He was such a, I mean, he's crazy. He was just, you know, doing naked gymnastics on, or in his underwear on stage. But at the same time, he was just a really good performer. He's now working as a mail carrier. Really? Yes, I read that wow. somewhere. He was like, So did he outshine the headliner that night? Oh, no, I love Greg Dilly. And I, oh, okay. I, yeah, and I think, you know, years ago, Sly. I've seen that happen once. Where the opener outshine? Band of Horses outdid Avid Brothers in Tuscaloosa. I was there. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because we didn't think. Not everybody in my family agreed on that, but I thought they were really, really good. It was just like, I remember having the stand for the entire, which I would have stood anyway because I'm a freaking oh, super I'm, fan. That's his Titus and his all Band of Horses. Yeah. But I remember having the stand the whole time that they were playing. And then when Ava Brothers came on, I remember being able to see it, and that that's and I also mean, we stood it, the whole time. Yeah, and yeah. also the the whole mood of it, I was like, yeah, Band of Horses. But I'm I like both bands, but I am very partial towards Band of Horses. Yeah, I, I don't sure. have a story about an opener that outshined. I mean, I could think because I've seen so many shows, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, at my age, damn. <laughs> but but years ago, it reminds me of a story. Sly and the Family Stone took Bob Marley and the Whalers out on tour with them. And oh, wow. after seven shows, mm-hmm. Bob Marley was asked to leave the tour because they were getting more crowd um, reception mm-hmm. than, than Sly wow. and the Family Stone was. <laughs> Well, I've been to shows where I went to see the opener, and to me, that was who I wanted to see. I've been to shows yeah, I've done that. the opener, and uh-huh. where I just was... You know, in, in that case, yes, I have seen shows where the opener outshined, not because... 
It's just because I didn't know the headliner. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was probably the case with the Avid Brothers too. This far, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be a personal preference. Right. But. Well, the to me, you have to know. I do not appreciate a show before, until I know the music. That's why I always try to listen, make sure I go in knowing that music because your brain can only take a certain amount of novelty. If you know enough of the music, even if you know one out of every four songs, if it strikes some chord, you're like, oh yeah, I and, know that. Well, and I mean, that's yeah, why yeah, at Sunstroke, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. always like, listen ahead. Listen ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was like, but, I'll give you a shirt if you'll listen and tell me yes. what your favorite song is. Yes, Please because put the work in. It is both of it. It's not just listening, but it's having a name. Because if you could tell that musician, oh, I love this song. Yeah. That makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. Because like one thing I noticed that was like when Bottle Rockets came and it was a there were a lot of people who were real fans of Bottle Rockets but what they did is they went through the albums they said we're going to take requests from the albums in order and there were people who had listened to their songs but they didn't know the albums in order and so after we he said well I could tell we didn't have a lot of fans because people didn't know the music I was like no, they didn't know it in order. Yeah, they it knew was, the music. Yeah. Yeah. They knew enough of it. They had five favorite songs, but it made every... They didn't... Because somebody said something, they were like, oh, we've already passed that album. And I'm like... What's it matter? It, get right. And uh, so it really dampened that, that was a, group. That was a hard show. Uh, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't so much mind the, the storytelling between, but it was like... It was a lot of talking that night. It was like half talk, half music, <laughs> which is fine. They were really good when they played their music, though. And they were funny. They were witty fellows. And yeah, I were. think they have yeah. a real hardcore fan base, too. I mean, I had people there that were just dedicated I fans. saw people at that show that I had never seen exactly. before. And I, I think they liked the the banter. Re- regardless of venue, and I'm glad that i seen them acoustic, but I was just happy to see the Bottle Rockets. Oh, I mean, for I just, sure. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. regardless of any song that I remember, I was just a like, damn this damn Bottle Rockets playing Jamie's house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, out yeah, yeah, getting my record that. signed. I was like, oh, man, his <laughs> people—they cool. were very interesting and nice, and I appreciated yeah. that. Yep. Very, very um, uh, idiosyncratic too, more than some people. But yeah, they were really nice, and it was fun to have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was it, like. I think one of my uh, fondest memories was... Uh, I was about to say, best show at Sunstroke. Is that what you're about to tell? It, it would or be just be, it, it, it would be It would be between two. I don't know if I could say best. It would be probably fondest to me. It was It was those nights where there, it was a shared gig. Brad Armstrong, Taylor Hawkins. Was, mm. Wasn't that good? That was magic. That oh was my gosh. very And then good. when JPKS split the bill with Spencer when, Thomas. When they would harmonize really together, too. it and was... The, and the, what I really like was... You know, JP, you know, Justin would start playing, and then here comes Spencer to give back up. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. I can't remember which one I told this. I think I told JP after having Brad and Taylor, but they were saying, well, this person, he's going to play, and then I'm going to do this. I was like, no, both people get up, go back and forth. And I think they did have, and also with um, Maya and uh, mm-hmm. Anna that they were going to do that. I was like, no, mix it together. To me, that was a magical night. Anna Temple has such a, to me, her voice is so pure. So pure. And that's a person I tracked down that, I don't know if you know the story about that, but they said, oh, yes, she can play. And then it turns out the manager that they later fired thought it was in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And that, so then she was like, no, we'll come back and reschedule. But I really, really like them. But they did that as well. I remember like uh, 
the first time I heard her just open her mouth and speaking it, you know, it was just the softest voice. Yeah. And then when she started singing, I was like, there's a lot of power there. A lot of power. But I heard a song of hers, um, the, the Question. Isn't that what it's called, The Question? Or maybe it's The Answer. I think it's called The Question. Because <laughs> she says both things in it. But I heard it on the radio. It was like, it's oh, the, it's the question. The question, and I'm like, oh, I love this. And the video was so compelling. And then to hear, I mean, she's just such a sweet person, and mm-hmm. that was a really good. That was a really good show. And I wonder sometimes if my view is colored by how the people act afterwards. If there's somebody who's just been, I don't think there've been many jerks, but it does make me go. And, and, and two, you get you get a different interaction with them before the show. Right. I typically do too because yeah. I help right. with sound yeah. a lot Y'all of times. So the, yeah, and seeing how they Alan act, and I set everything they're up. They're stressed out before the show, and I am too. I'll never forget Lily Hyatt oh. uh, rehearsing the entire. S- yeah, she pretty much played her whole set. Yeah. Before the show. <laughs> yeah. She's so freaking good. Yeah, she is. But that, I mean, that show was stellar. That show was stellar. I think that stellar. that show for me, if I had to rank my top three, that would hit at number three. Um, really I really and and I, I, I want I have to say that Sarah Shook and the Disarmers was my favorite because I was so freaking psyched. Oh, to I see was that such show. a. I was just. Oh, like, we were about. Oh, <laughs> Shane Jamie and I sat were next like to going, me, and I we were just full like. Uh, you know, and then I'd we say the, the, the number two on my list would definitely have to be Brad Armstrong and Taylor that Hollingsworth. Was a great show! Oh my too. gosh! But you I know mean, but, who I like is Trist. I think Tristan's and, show was pretty freaking. Yes, magical. and 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 like the first two, the especially the first show that I ever saw there of Pony Bradshaw, which I think was the second time you I had caught, him. I caught the second. I mean, man! Right. I mean, just and then how many times has he been though? Three. And yeah, then, and then when it was all over with, you know, the three of us sat on the couch with Cody yeah, and Pony and just talked music and drank beer for like an hour and a half, two hours. That should have been, yeah. That was, that, was that should have been. That was the podcast. Like that right there is like when I hear you doing porch talk, that's what I hear. You yeah. just putting the microphone down. That's what happened right here in my apartment with, with early James. Sure. And yeah. Ford and Cammy, you know. I mean, that's, we just cut the microphones on and just talked. Let it go. Yeah. It was that was a really cool night. I it enjoyed was a that cool night. And in, in the end, I think that um, experience there. There's so many different things about it that's great. One is to be in a room filled with people that you like, hearing music that you like, mm-hmm. and the time. And I think one reason I like. Tristan show so much as she did just an overt sing-along she had a song that you know she just got the crowd to sing along and when people are singing together your friends are singing together you I realized oh, this is what a religious experience is like this is what that feeling is there's something about and because I always say I don't make music I don't I'm not buying all the tickets you know I'm not anywhere in this process except bringing people together mm-hmm. and in that moment though it's like this is enough that that moment of having everybody together but then also afterwards you know just the talking with people who are from doing something that's so different than what I do day to day just having a different life in a way that seems so there's a lot of camaraderie yeah. yeah, and it but it's so aspirational and pure what they're doing, just working so hard to do something that I can never in my wildest dreams imagine writing a song and playing a song. And yeah, I just really like that. And just so many nice people too. Can can I give an honorable mention shout out to the one show I think that I had input in helping you get 
um, Brantley and Jameson. You know, I was just thinking about them <laughs> yesterday. To be, those were just the freshest, youngest people, just without a lot of backing to them. They had two YouTube videos. Pony was the uh, the other one that had almost nothing out there, but I liked. He had one song that I'd heard I liked. They were that was a an exceptional show to be. People who hadn't played together a lot, they were good. They're good songwriters, and they did a great job with the crowd. And yeah. um, I thought that was a very good show. But yeah, there've been so many. But Brad, when I heard Brad, it was at Secret Stages, and I heard him just kind of by. I think I went early. No, I had I knew I knew who he was, but I'd never heard him. And so I was like, "Well, I'll go hear him." And to say, "Oh, this is a singer songwriter and a guy playing a guitar," just doesn't convey his music and his talent. When I heard him, I was like, "Oh man, I want this guy to play." And so I was so glad to get him. And that was just, a, and Taylor, of course, is such his own. He's prolific. Fully formed and musician. There's, there's always the honor. What do we call it? the honorary Taylor seat? Yeah, the honorary so that'd be chair. next to you. To, it's the chairs over there. But <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I, I was reading um, some kind of review that had come out recently, and it was talking about the blips, and um, they said that he was probably one of the most innovative guitarists up to date, and I would have to agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, um, yeah. And and the more I, I go back, like you take uh, Mystic Valley or Dexatines or like just Taylor Hollingsworth over the years, it's like Dead Fingers. Dead Fingers. I mean, I I know it's Taylor when I hear the guitar, but yeah. like he's he could go he can go either and, way. Like he's not confined to like one genre. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you hear people play and you think, and this is the way I felt about early James, too. You're like, oh, that's a fully formed musician in a way that other people are not. That the, and not no slam on people who try different things and improve and get better mm-hmm. over time. And um, But, yeah, he's just a fully formed musician in a way that's hard to put your finger on what it is. That's um, Not that, you know, everything he does doesn't get better, but I think it was, well, yeah. I mean, James said that, Right where you're sitting that night was like, I mean, though he, you know, he classifies himself in the same style of Taylor as mm-hmm. far as and and I'd Justin Towns Earl and yeah. Justin and I'll give it to him. I mean, he's not wrong. You yeah, know? it's yeah. that same vein. And mm-hmm. shout out because you mentioned all those bands that Taylor was in, but shout out to him being in what Rolling Stone or Spin magazine, standing behind Phoebe Bridgers on stage with her. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was it Phoebe? It was Phoebe. Yeah, it's okay. Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was, it was it, for uh, Rolling Stone's most influential 100. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our boy Taylor. Very nice. You know, every episode, Taylor's name comes up. Every episode. It has to. Every episode of Well, Untapping I hope you're Vinyl. not trying to get him up to the Arts Council away from me. No, no way. No way. That's a sunstroke artist all the way. I hope, I hope you and I, luckily, you're one of my best friends, so you so and I... So we don't have to duke it yeah, out. Yeah. So I don't have to kill we, you? <laughs> no, because I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, like I I know you're not going to book Super Chicken at Sunstroke, so I can right. go ahead and pull the yeah, plug on, you know, pull that one. That's, that's one thing I do no. need to start asking you about is like when I'm trying to start bringing people over, it's like, would you ever hear them at Sunstroke because I'd yeah. rather see them there? You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's just like Bill Callahan. I would love to have Bill Callahan, at, I mean, one yeah, of my of favorite course. vocalists, thanks to... Pony Bradshaw, I'd love to have him at 
Columbus Arts Council, but he would be the perfect artist for Sunstroke House. So that's why I start prodding her. Get oh, Bill well, Callahan. Of course I love Bill Callahan. <laughs> get Bill yeah. Callahan. Yeah. Uh, you know, dang, I love that guy. Well, just, I think we should start. I think I should start looking at the fall to book. Yeah, I, think so. I do want the two people who were going to come. There were people in the spring. Corey, Corey Brandon. Brandon didn't yeah. come. We did the Zoom say hi, but the other two like in the fall that, in that, that I had done was um, Tristan, but she had an album coming out, and I think she, it was released and then Rick McGuire from Paul and if you don't know Paul I don't know this band why do I not I don't know you talked with someone else about that the other day and I was like I just sat off the side and didn't say shit because I was like I don't know know for Ty Sandronicus three (laughs) times in a row it's one of those shows I saw in Atlanta Athens no I heard Birmingham Atlanta and Raleigh three nights in a row <laughs> and he opened for, him. but he's got a very, very distinct, very weird voice. And the first night I heard him, it was almost nobody there to see the show at Bottle Tree. I mean, at Saturn, almost mm-hmm. nobody was there. Very strange. Oh, this is back during Bottle Tree days. No, it was Saturn. I've heard him at okay. Bottle Tree, but this was Saturn. And they ended up making it a parachute show because there were so few people there, maybe 50 at the most, probably 30. Wow. I know, it was kind of crazy. And so, my I took my cousin with me. She was my pity date, and then <laughs> um, she said, "Oh, this guy is weird." I was like, "You just have to listen to me." He has he makes unusual faces that might be very difficult to deal with in a upfront, but his voice but, is really good. He's a good songwriter. Like yeah. early, early's got them faces. When he gets that oh, voice no. out, it just always oh, no, weirder no, than no, that. Yeah. It's weird. No, it's worse than that. I, I, like we had a front man in a band I was in down in Mobile, mm-hmm. and it was like our front man would like cost, like you could see people out in the crowd. Like <laughs> he's one of the best singers I've ever worked with, but like you could see people out in the crowd like making fun of him because he was. Yeah, yeah. It, is it is Buck it me kind of thing? So you're talking about similar to the lead singer for Future Islands, because oh, but that's that's different. He's I think he's I, I think he's just I crazy. like that. Yeah, it's I mean, very much yes, put but on. it's so weird to watch him, man. He's doing these weird little dances. But I love and it, and he's like putting his chest to the ground, still standing. But you up know what? And, when you're there, oh, I'm sure. Cause, I've seen him three times. Oh, because because <laughs> seeing him on Jules Holland is all I uh-huh. needed. That performance of. Um, what was the one big song? I'll be waiting on you. Nope. But anyway, the one that song, big song in my brain. I mean, seeing him do that, I was like, he's a little weird, but I freaking love it because yeah. he's so getting into that song. I saw them. Dreams of You and Me. You dream, uh, yeah, that was that yes. was too, but it was about the same time. But yes. the other one that, that he was on Letterman was The Waiting on You. And so I, was, I had gotten three tickets to see him, see them in... At Bottle Tree, and it was really yes. It, I had a high school reunion that day, and then I thought, well, Tommy, and I'll get somebody else to go with. Of course, Tommy doesn't want to go. So I dragged three of my high school classmates, and we went to see it. And my cousin, who lives in Birmingham, Chris, she was like, "Oh, I don't want to go see him." I was like, "Okay." So we went to see him. And it was because between the time I bought the tickets and the time the show was there, it's when he they were on Letterman, and they just exploded. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Guys, I now ha- before I was like, "Do you want to go to the show with me?" And I was like, "These are gold. You're going to go to the show with mm-hmm. me." So I brought my cl- <laughs> three guys I went to school with, and one of them, some of them were very probably. 
probably uptight and didn't really know how to deal with the show. But it was super good. But then, ironically, I saw them at Hangout with my cousin, the same cousin who wouldn't go. And she's like, oh, this is my favorite band. And so so she loves them. And then we went to see them in California. We went to Uh L.A. as her husband died unexpectedly on like the anniversary of his dad. She was like, will you go see the show with me? So I went and I started looking around. I was like, guess who's playing like two nights before? It was Titus was playing in Pomona, California. So we went to see that and she went to see. So she's, I I forced her to see Titus Andronicus with me probably three times. I've never seen Titus live. I would love to because I I didn't, I didn't know who they were until you and I became friends. And I love them. What that last record, the, What's it called? The obelisk. Oh my god! It's such a good record. Still my god. I think I like local business now. Like I've listened to all their stuff, so and the obelisk is definitely my favorite. It's the most punk. Yeah. Punk. Oh yes, definitely. But you can kind of track his mental health up and down. Some albums are very coherent. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. He's bipolar, and then okay. others oh. that he is um, very explicitly talks about his mental health, and yeah, he's just. But I just think he's like a wild man, you know. They that's why the you show don't, you the, don't have those kind of frontmen anymore. I mean, the last one I can think of, like wild men like that, I mean, be like, um, what was his name, Lux Interior, from from the Cramps. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that he was a wild man on mm-hmm. stage, and that's just kind of what you get. But he is not. Why it's it's so because he just gets hot and sweaty, starts taking off clothes, and it's not. But it's not a put on or something crazy. He's just so into it. Mm-hmm. And then, but I've also seen him just dead when he was on a down. And that's really depressing when you go see him and he's, it's good, but one of the high tone. So, so it's one of those shows where you really don't know what you're going to get. Don't know what you're, unless you go lots of nights in a row. <laughs> so, so like, so like for me, with you being a Titus fan, so like for me being a, a Lucero fan, I want those nights when, when Ben is sad, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, yes, I want those old sad whiskey soaked love ballads, you know, that's what I want. You know, I mean, yes, you know, I, I had a family. I still have a family, but I mean, I have my own little group, you know, and, and my son lived with me and stuff like that, you know, and, but, but I'm, I'm not living the dad life necessarily. So the new dad songs from Lucero and not that they're not solid gold because they're all great songs. They're well written. The music is great. Like the new record uses synthesizers. It's hard for you to get over. I understood, I understood the <laughs> horns and I love the horns He's because that's, that's Memphis, but I, the synthesizers. The Ohio song was, is it? Yes, is it has no one? synthesizers in it, but would, listen yeah. to Indies only on Saturday night. You'll hear synthesizers. in Lucero. <laughs> Okay. I just don't. I mean, and, and I've heard him explain it. I watched a, a concert uh, uh, Friday night before last with uh, with Lucero, and I'm not hating on them at all. There, my. I mean, I've got their logo tattooed on my. What if damn they got arm. really bad? Would you? Um, what if they? I just would turned never. Out to be... I would never cover it up. It's the same reason. I mean, I got this one when I was like 20 years old, 22 years old, yeah. and it's sick of it all. I don't really listen to sick of it all anymore. They're a New York hardcore band, but at the time. <laughs> That never, was I've never that, even heard of him. That was what I freaking I was into, and we listened to the record while he was tattooing me at a level eleven, you know. And so it's just, I mean, for me, tattoos are just they're memories. 
You know, I don't yeah. I don't listen to sick of it all much anymore. Yeah. Except sure. when I got but it, but a it's, tattoo. It's a, it's a part of my life. It's sure. a, that's that's an experience I had. You know, <clears throat> when I got a tattoo, the guy was playing Lucero. Did I tell you that? No. Yes. I don't. So, I mean, you probably did. But yeah. Maybe anyway. drunk in the pool. <laughs> maybe so. So yeah, he was playing Lucero. So I was like, well, I have somebody else's memory. But anyway, we're gonna show and tell. Yes. We'll better that. Uh. You want me to show first? Show first. Okay. So, shout out. Uh, here in Columbus, we just got a local bookstore. And so, three of my show and tells are books. So, I'm going to shout out this book right here. Love is a Dog from Hell by Charles Bukowski, my favorite writer. Um, it's a collection of his poetry. Absolutely amazing. I, I like... I'm... Probably one of my worst traits is letting people borrow things and then never remembering who I let borrow them, and then I they don't. Does and that. they don't follow up. So that's a great book, The Heroin Diaries, the ten year anniversary oh, by wow. Nikki Six. Have you heard of this book? Mm-mm. Is it good? It I, chronicles I one year in his life of heroin addiction, Ooh, like him him in depressing. his in his closet with needles in his arm. Mm. being the bass player for one of the biggest rock and roll bands of all time. Um, it is absolutely amazing. And it actually chronicles the first time I ever saw, um, uh, yeah, the first time I ever saw Motley Crue live was on November 11th, 1986. Um, Guns N' Roses, a very unknown Guns N' Roses opened up for yes. Motley really? Crue wow. in Birmingham. And the wow. only thing he does is make a joke about how many front teeth are, there are on the front row or how many yeah how many teeth there are on the front row of a concert in Birmingham but it's dated in here the date that I saw him and then I want to shout out the Mississippi Hill Country Ooh. Blues 1967 now that'll be something that from, we cover again from future. George Mitchell uh, a phenomenal book um, and we've talked about the blues on this show a whole lot and uh, we Missis- done yeah Mississippi Fred McDowell uh, Jesse May Hemphill, my favorite, R.L. Burnside, all listed in this book. So, three great books. And then Charles Musselwhite wrote the forward in this, too. So, And then my final is, i got to shout out this record. And, Jamie, yes, you can borrow it. The Hold Steady, their new record, mm. Open Door Policy, is absolutely phenomenal. You want to borrow it? I do. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. <laughs> That's my show and tell for today. i got three of... Uh, Nominated for a Grammy. For a Grammy. Nice. Uh, it's two years old now. Yep, it is. Because I wanted to list it as one of my favorite records of 2020, but it actually came out in 2019. Jimmy Duck Combs and, and guys, I can't tell you enough is uh, when I got down there to Bentonia, and yeah, I told you about the first time I went down there. It was I took the podcast stuff, but it turns out it was Jimmy wanted to meet me, and if. Jimmy liked me. He would go through with being on the show, and if he didn't like me, that would be, that would have been it, right? And I go down there the first time, and I get like a little guitar lesson, and we talk a little bit. I meet his grandson and just hang out, mm-hmm. and then I go back down there the following weekend, and we do the show. And just over the period of those two times hanging out, and with all the people that I've had on Porch Talk that have been mentored by him, is. I've learned more about playing guitar in 30 minutes 
with sitting with Jimmy Doug Combs. Because he's just like intellectually generous and showed you things or it, just talking it about it. It was just, yeah, incredibly inter- intellectual, but in a way that he couldn't tell you what his guitar was tuned to. Mm-hmm. He just tell you what it sounds like. And then, like, tune yours up, and then be like, yep, you're right. And, uh, and <laughs> wow. that, it was either you're right or wrong. And it was like everything with him is just, it's simple. It, either, it is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. And, like, we got to talking, about, I was like, I'm trying to understand the strum hand. And I was like, I've been watching your hand, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand that. And he was like, you thought you played with a pick? I was like, I hate picks. He said, that's the first step. Oh, said, really? You play with your hand. You throw yeah. the picks away. And, um... Like Philip Savo, who's in Groove Johnson, mm-hmm. April 16th here at Munson Brothers. I highly recommend Ryan Lee Crosby, uh, Robert Conley Farr's Country Singer. Oh, my, that's a great record. Uh, that made it on my honorable mention of 2020. There, I mean, there's so many people. Like the whole Bentonia family, like uh, Gilbert Val has been just so good to me in the show. And he's been introducing me to the entire Bentonia family. He's like, you got one, you got to get them all. And mm-hmm. I was like, deal. For sure. Show yeah. Them, you know? Yeah. And so R.L. Boyce, I'm going to meet him. Uh, I'm ready for that. Uh, Cornelius Chapel, I always wear the hat. And I know this is a CD, but you probably won't be able to see it from right there. But Janet Simpson, Safe Distance, I had her on the show. It was a great episode. And uh, she shared two tracks off this album. It comes out real soon. It's a great album. I don't know how much time you spent with it. And then, last show until. You already know. The Blips. That's the Blips. Uh, super group. Definitely. Former members of Lee Baines III and the Glory Fires, Dexatines, Holy Youth, um, Wes McDonald just doing some great freaking on his own shit. Terry Holmes. Yeah. And Will Stewart. Nice. So then, it's it's Taylor Hollinsworth, Eric Wallace, Wes McDonald, Will Stewart, and Chris McCauley, if you're unfamiliar. And all those guys are great front men for great Birmingham bands. And I mean, they actually started doing this before the pandemic. I was like, did a pandemic call? It was like, no, we was already doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God. You mean that Almer is the blips? The blips. Oh, right. Yeah, because they, they bought they something. They played their first show at Seasick. I remember, day, I remember that. I remember that. The day that everything locked down. I remember because that. Because they didn't know if the show was going to happen. I remember that. Wow. Because I remember uh, it was Wes and Taylor. Uh, I was I had them both back on the show. Um, and they both told the exact story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I remember sitting around seasick just waiting on the call to be like, no go. Because it was right yeah. when. I bought a t-shirt then. I remember that. So I ordered I it. Love, it took a while. I so. love that place. And Jamie has a show and tell. No, I do not. Yes, you do right there. What is that? Oh, this. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I have do. not seen it all. Okay. This is uh, a Partridge print and a magnet. And I had admired his work, but fortunately, I know someone who knows him. And so Alan got <laughs> me into connected. So I've been taking all my stuff out. And it's a really cool print. He has the Alabama Astronauts Club with prints that come out every month and then a really cool magnet and I think they're openings if anybody wants to uh, basically subscribe and get. And you can actually um, it's alabamaastronauts.com but you can go to porch-talk.net too and I've got a link there for him. Also I've got links coming up for uh, Taylor Hollinsworth. Um, He's got a lot of great art. Uh, Not only does he make music, he makes art. 
I'll be uh, sharing some pictures and uh, some of the different things that he's doing along with hyperlinking his website so you can support him. And also there will be a link to Cornelius Chapel on the website and uh, there'll be write-ups and reviews of everything that they have going on to kind of help keep everything in. Yeah, Abe Partridge's version of Dumb by Nirvana. Have you heard that? Mm -mm. 
Okay. Oh. Like, you gotta listen to it. Okay. It is one of the coolest covers I've ever heard. Because, and I was saying this on Alt 1017 the other night, I like it when a an artist takes a cover song and makes mm-hmm. it their own. Yeah, I do too. Like, I really, even though I'm not a huge uh, Lana Del Rey fan, I like her version of Doing Time. And I like the fact that she did it wor- you know, verbatim. She was talking about Bradley's on the microphone with Ross MG. And her name ain't Bradley, you know? Okay. Anyway, yeah. Marked. There you. Uh, yes. Speaking of Lana Del Rey, uh, let's see. Somebody done a jam up cover of her uh, blue jeans. Was it? Uh, there was just a cage, right? Hmm. Cage no, the elephant? No, it wasn't cage. No. Oh, I had to skip that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but it was dope. I really appreciate her in a way that I didn't before. I think. Yeah, she's done. Uh, <coughs> uh, Tim Higgins. I wanted to. Plug that too. Also, uh, Jack Thomason's Herdwood Hits. Uh, if you listen to today's episode, you heard both of those guys. But Tim Higgins on his album mm-hmm. Review of Blight, which is a phenomenal work. Yes, it is. He got um, referenced as a darker version of Lana Del Rey. Oh, how funny. Well, that's cool. And that was For by real. Rolling Stone. That's amazing. No yeah. And I was wow. like, yeah, I'll take it. Nice. I'll take yeah, it. I would definitely take it, you know. Well, guys, I don't really have any, any anything else to do, anything else to say. Yeah, I'll, okay, yeah. yeah. I'll shout out one. Okay. Uh, that Will Johnson has done a ton on, and that is Clap Your Hands, Say Yes, latest album, although he's really? dead to me, too, because he was didn't Instagram back. Uh, on the, oh, Didn't no. tag you on any only. I was just joking. But yeah. anyway, Will did a lot of the stuff on that, and that I think it's a super album. There's a song called D Forgiven, and apparently it was, he said he it was great floating title. around. It is a great title. Yes. And apparently it was floating around for every album, and it just made it on this album. And it's got, Alec has that whiny voice that can be mm-hmm. annoying at times, but he had a um, live stream of, of um, before the album came out, and he played different things. And he started playing D Forgiven, I was like, what is this? This is one of the most beautiful things so I've long. ever heard. <laughs> so beautiful. And I, I downloaded it and, and um, pulled it off. So I have the kind of live version. Mm-hmm. It's so, so good. But I really like that. I really like that album. And so it's got the connection with Will. That's a good plug. Shout that out. I don't know. That, that show, seeing Will Johnson at uh, Sunstroke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, definitely a top five. He's really good. I've not, I don't, I mean, I've not, because of the experience you get with, and just the room you're in, the intimacy with the artist. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, regardless of all the stuff prior to the show happening, you know, it's just, it's just a cool room. I've not seen a bad show there. There have been artists that I've not been that big a fan of, but it's not because they didn't sound phenomenal or they didn't. What's the other part about that though, is it's only an hour. So even if it's somebody that you it's don't quick love, and to the point. Yeah. you can yeah. admire people for an hour. Well, too, you can, you know, I, there are things that are interesting for an hour, and there are people that we've gone in knowing this person doesn't have a great voice, but they're a great songwriter, or the opposite. You know, the songs are so-so, but the voice will just sit, Period. you know, yeah. light your yeah. uh, brain on I, fire. I mean, when, when I started 
booking shows at Columbus Arts Council, I took your philosophy and I wouldn't, I don't want to sit through a three and a half, four hour show, which is what they were doing. They would do like hour oh. and a half, then they would take a 30 minute yes, break and, and they would come back for another hour and a half. Off the top and that's floor. not, no, it's like you do an hour and a half, you're done, out, we're good. Yeah. Everybody can go home, like put the kids in bed, you know, that's what I was going for. If you want more by CD. Yeah, exactly. And And you don't want to wear the artist out, too, because the artist at the point of the second time they're playing after their break, they're not into it anymore. They're like, why the hell won't this end, you know? For real, yeah. Yeah. Some of the live stream stuff that I've done is, like, I usually ask for an hour, and I'll I'll tell them what the payment will be. And uh, I was like, you know, I'd like to do just 30, but gosh, you know, that's six songs. Yeah. You know? And I was like, yeah, it's 45, no, an hour. Yeah, but even then, sometimes you can read a room, and mm-hmm. at some point, and people who, I went, I was in um, Portland a couple of years ago, and I love Julia Jacqueline. I think she's one, just oh, I love her. such a good songwriter, mm-hmm. and she opened for First Aid Kit, and who mm. was just, you know, oh, mm. man. And so, but when... She played all, Julia played all new music. And by the time 45 minutes was up, I was like, I'm done with this. When I was, I know every word of her albums. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with some of her songs. A pool Party to me is just one of the greatest songs. And the other one about, um, I don't know, that I can't think of the name of it off the album, but so many good songs on her album. But then, you know, it's like 45 minutes of new stuff. I'm just tired of it. Fortunately, First Aid Kid, not only did they kill it, mm. I was just sobbing when they played Emmy Lou. I mean, I'm just sitting there all by myself, didn't know anybody in the theater. I'm just sobbing. It was such a good show. Definitely redeemed itself. But um, anyway, yeah. I've not seen them yet. Or Julia Jacqueline. Julia Jacqueline is. I don't think her latest album is quite as good as the other, but that first one was just stellar, stellar. I was talking with uh, Fuzzy about uh, the latest Jason Isbell in the 400. Is, uh, and he said this, and I think I agree, is he said it's almost like he sounds a little tired. Like just with his songwriting. Not that it's bad or it was mm-hmm. lackadaisical. Or, He's been going at it too hard. Yeah. 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 But it, it almost, it, it sounded like he was just tired. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I'm, I guess they're, they're most, to, to, I don't know. You look at the Jason Isbell records and then the 400 unit records. Mm-hmm. I think this is my least favorite of all of them. It was mine. For sure. I mean, Nashville definitely. And Southeastern. Southeastern's probably Damn it, my favorite. Southeastern was a great record. My gosh, he was firing on all cylinders then. Leaving the truckers, getting sober, meeting Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um, just. He does nothing for me. And I don't know why. I know that's just. Uh... That's it. Heresy. Mm-hmm. But to me, I mean, it's I admire not. his songwriting, but when people just are like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, it just, it reminds me of why things I like spark something that I, you can't explain. Sure. And then I'm like, intellectually, I respect that songwriting, but it just does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just does not do anything for me. So I listen to everybody talk about his albums. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah. <laughs> yeah. I admire it, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually, um, they did. They didn't do an official video for the song "Elephant" off of um, Southeastern. It was a song about losing someone with cancer, and mm-hmm. they asked everybody on their website to submit photos of someone of them with someone they've lost oh. with cancer. 
So the end, if you watch on YouTube, you can go and video number four, right at the very end, like four or five pictures from the very end, my grandfather and I are in the video. <gasps> no way, really. Yep. Oh. Yep. Cool. Yep. So that's my Jason Isbell story. <laughs> that's sweet. That's very sweet. sweet. Anything else uh, before we tag out? No, I'm good. Just one thing I want to uh, say is, like, as I continue to strike at this, and I've got two of the people who are very influential in this and have been in the game longer, is if you're wondering about your local music scene, you don't have to look much further. And we told you plenty of places to go and be. You just got to look. Keep your eyes open. And uh, if you're a little lost or confused, ask me. Or ask yeah. any of these people. And, and then, I mean, I'll toot my own horn, check out Indies Only mm-hmm. yeah. every Saturday night from 9 to midnight on Alt 1017 out of Tuscaloosa. He is spoon-feeding you great new music. And this people who say, Indies I don't know how to only? do it. Was one of the best ones of this year so far. I think two ones before was yes, the my one favorite. that I said was my favorite. I like ever. that one yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, you've, been on, you've been on the A game. I'm yeah, hitting on sure. it. I mean, I, I yeah. think I finally realized after I think I'm on this episode is 130. Wow. Or 140. Um, I think I've, I finally realized that I don't need to program the show based on what I like. I need to kind of branch out and hit little things, and I know. Hour three, typically, like I, I, I sometimes I find myself dumping stuff in there that, you know, I just want to play for other people or or that I don't love that much, but I know mm-hmm. other people will. But I've started spreading that love out within the show and I'm getting more compliments off of that. So I'm going to keep trying to do that. You know, I'm not programming it because it's something because I sit here every Saturday night. Is this is my like everybody Facebook live. This is my apartment. So I sit here on this couch every Saturday night and just you know, text with Jamie and text with Al and text with everybody about Indies Only. And, you know, so it's not just about me and my friends. It's about everybody that listens to Alt 101.7. And I think one night, I noticed this over the last month, one of my very favorite things was, songs was the very last thing you played. And normally, sometimes that would just be kind of a wild card. Yeah. It was something I was looking forward to hearing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't didn't know they had a new album out. So... So many times people will say, how do you know these musicians? And I'm like, if you want a really easy way to have the best spoon fed to you, just listen to Indies Only, and he will just take a platter. And, and when you get done with Indies Only, you can flip right over to Meg's Front Porch. Yeah, it's, Front it's, Porch it's Radio, like, definitely. That's a, a great... Um, that, that's uh, Aside from Indies Only, that's my two favorite hours on, on radio. They are. Yeah. Hours, except two favorite hours. Yeah. Except except for indies only. Except it's yeah. yeah. That's my other two favorite hours. Okay. How about other? So all together. No, I'm just saying now it's five uh, it's hours. Five hours. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. I'm, well, beer. Thank you. <laughs> we behaved tonight. Two plus three. We did behave. I told I you. I, 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 I was a like, couple I'm times. not coming over here. To I dropped a couple s bombs, but that was it. <laughs> nothing major. No f bombs. No nothing like that. I don't think. I can behave. Thank I you, can mom. do it. Thank mom, you. For see, I did it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're out of here.
Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, rate and review the show. Whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on, thank you in advance. Tell a friend. Your set list is Less Newbie, Never Falling Away, The Blips, Throw Me Around, Taylor Hollinsworth, Leaving Hearts Alone, Janet Simpson, Nashville Girls, and uh, I'm get on, get out the way. Here's Will Stewart, County Seat. Thank y'all. See you next time. Hearing the sounds in this old room Broken mind and nothing to lose Living alone since everyone There's a song that I once knew Had a couple of chords soft and blue Notes rang out and carried me
one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.